You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. And I tell you what, we got a big program on tap live from the uh, Evergreen Podcast Studios. That's what we do on this particular day we talk motorcycle racing in studio tony wank uh, and uh, pj duran in studio how are you guys yeah girl doing real well <laughs> that's good <laughs> can that's we just good. try to show up? i think i could do with that. i listened to last week's show by the way twice not once but twice and the thing i got most out of last week's show you need a hobby i need a hug actually is what oh. i need um <laughs> wow that's weird that you would be that close be so be spot right. on Jack and the and Daily on are producing this particular program. Great guest list. Uh, Chris Ulrich is going to be joining us. Uh, one of my fave families in the uh, in in the world of sports. Period is uh, the Ulrich family. It's going to be joining us. We'll also have uh, Will Weinbach on, uh, a champion level tennis player. Now, why is how does that relate? Because every athlete, okay, cruises on bicycles. We talk about biking. Okay, but he talks about positivity. So a state of mind generally will help you in your search for championship greatness. We're going to be talking with Will in our final segment of our number two. Joe DeSalvo is going to be joining us. Also, Kyle Cunningham, Mikey Rush, and uh, Joe Watson. We'll start this particular program off with some hot news. Let's go to P.J. Duran. P.J., breaking news. And I'm just going to correct. That's Jason DeSalvo, our buddy and friend, Joe. Oh, that's fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. In I the world the of road racing at World Superbike Round 1, Phillip Island this weekend there's been a bit of a shakeup. Uh, Mr. Ray of Kawasaki fame, multi-time uh, reigning World Superbike Championship, kind of didn't have it his way. Newcomer to MotoGP, Alvaro Bautista, right. or newcomer to World Superbike, as it were, did the double, and he did so convincingly. Had uh, 14, <laughs> almost 15 seconds in race one, 12-plus seconds in race two. I don't think the season's over, and no one's putting... Uh, no one's putting any uh, true stock into this. Won't be anything but a battle for the season. But Batista on that Ducati looking very impressive. Is Ray this, has been incredible. Is this a one-off? Or I, I'm the, no, he is this? the Aruba IT racing teammate of one Chaz Davis. There it is. That is, that is his teammate. And uh, ironically, Davis was 10-7 and seven on their new bike, that Panigale. That's pretty cool. Um, 
if Davis has been near the front in years past, so Batista's definitely got it going on. That was impressive. And MotoGP testing wrapped up in Qatar. Any surprises? Any news uh, from the testing? Vinales was at the top uh, with uh, Corderaro in second, Marquez on the Honda in third, Rossi four, and Lorenzo five on his new uh, Repsol Honda. How ride. they finish really is indicative of what? Uh, just how preseason testing's going. I mean, it really, it, is, it really doesn't say anything other than, "Hey, I'm out here testing." Absolutely, you know, they're they're racing for setup. They're getting notes about what their race at Qatar would look like, and just basic setup on the bike. Uh, guys like Lorenzo, new to their Honda, okay. um, people who've switched machines, they need to get out and test. Uh, the manufacturer is looking for it, and. It gives us an idea who to watch it round one sure. anyway. Well, that uh, takes us to, uh, while they're switching machines, or at least some of them are, uh, we will go to Tony Wink, who will switch disciplines and go to Supercross. Tony, breaking news. Yeah, in Detroit, we had Eli Tomac, who got a pair of wins. It was a triple crown, so they have three main events in Detroit for the 450 and the 250 class. And Tomac finally gets his win, his two firsts and a sixth, but it uh, garnered him an overall for the win is uh, Cooper Webb had a couple off motos actually finished a six in the first one and then a second, a first, which got him a second overall. So I think the news, though, is Chad Reed gets on the podium again. It's been like a Without, year and a half. I mean, there was some controversy here, though, wasn't there? I mean, there were some people that could have, didn't perhaps uh, race their best against Chad. I mean, I saw some inklings on Twitter, on Facebook. What do you know? I don't think so. I think okay. it's awesome. The Chad it's reads clean. up there. Yep, it was good. And, you wrote and him off years ago. That's not true. I did not write <laughs> he, him off. I, he is swinging, man. You he never. Is, you, you just can never, never bet against Chad Reed. You don't bet against Champion Scott. You know, you said that against James Stewart when I posted the big James Stewart video Espanol Especial on our Facebook page. It got all kinds of hits and likes. And you know what? The, the Spanish the, version. The, the Spanish I don't version. remember that, actually. It's, I think you might be you'll, making you'll stuff up. you love it. But I will tell you this. Go there. Check it out. But one thing I got from that is that people are remembering, perhaps, James Stewart as being better than he actually was. I it, think you are on the hooch. No. Again. I'm 120. Because. 120 Stewart days. Stewart is his He's he was the baddest, he was the dude baddest in the thing to come. He was Period. the baddest thing to hit two wheels on dirt. How many yes. races did he finish, Tony? Go. No, nah, I'm not going to get into that. What are you bagging on Stewart for? I'm not. I'm just. I'm talking about Detroit. Up. Okay, Detroit. Let's go back to Detroit and our own uh, PJ Duran. PJ news from uh, Detroit, Rock City. Uh, it, I think you were alluding to recently. They announced uh, Fiat Chrysler is going to be building a new plant there. Ironically, Fiat, Huge. the sponsor of uh, Valentino Rossi's own Monster Energy Yamaha team. Bingo. There it is right there. All right, welcome back to the program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're with us, Tony. Introductions of our very first guest of the program. Yeah, it's an interesting story on this guy. Joe Wasson's our, our first guest. He is um, He was, the, I believe, the only rider that Beta had in 2017, and now he, is, uh, he has teammates, and he got his first pro win at the opening round of the 2019 West Hair Scramble Championship in Hangtown, and we bring him on now. Joe, what's going on? How are you? Um, pretty good, guys. How about yourself? It's good to have you. We're doing great. Um, congrats on the win. Talk about that. Um, it was, uh, like you guys said, it was my first pro um, AMA overall win. Um, it, was a, it was a great race for sure. Um, Hangtown, like their off-road sections, 
um, the race like got tons of rain the whole week before, which makes it like a complete mud fest for three hours. And it's like, you know, you have to think about the whole race and like line choices the whole way through, or it can really like make or break your race. Yeah. Your, Um, your, your experience at Hangtown, have you been there before? Um, yeah, I was, I went there two years before that and, um, the race started out good, but I wrecked like four turns in and went face first into a mud puddle and it just went downhill from there. So I had, had a bad experience my first round. The mud Uh, at Hangtown, um, I've heard this before that it's legendary. I don't know if it's legendary, but it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's like one of a kind mud. Talk, tell tell us why. Explain it for people that that uh, you can elaborate um, on it a lot better than me. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the greasiest mud with this hard packed, slick concrete underneath. And I mean, you just have to be like completely on your toes. And then there's planted river rock underneath the mud too. So it's not like it. It's just a whole a whole different riding style altogether. And you got to be just super careful, super easy on the throttle. You know, everything's just got to be perfect or else you'll just, you'll end up on your head. I've heard it described as like riding on the kitchen floor right after mom just got done mopping it. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that does not sound kitchen. like any fun to race on. Does that, uh, I mean, do you change anything substantially with the bike, Joe? I mean, do you change the, uh, are you looking at different tires, totally different air pressures than you usually run or is it just rider um, adjustments? So we run solid tubes, like uh, moose tubes in our bikes, so the air pressure is not really an issue. But we do run like a, a pretty wide lug tire, so the mud will clear out of the tires. Um, you, and then like we pack like the skid plate and you know all that stuff with foam, so not a lot of the mud can get down in there and pack your motor. But, um, you know, and then there's a lot of other factors, too. Like, you know, when you're behind somebody and they're throwing roost, you know, that packs your radiators, you know, full of mud. So then your bike starts overheating. So you really got to be careful when you're behind people, you know, not to, like, get in their direct roost to kind of preserve your bike so it doesn't overheat. Are you are you running nitro mooses or just moose bibs? Bib mooses. Uh, yeah, we're, we're running nitro mooses. Yep. So, um Explain that if you would, yeah, because Scott just like Scott doesn't no, know what I mean, you're talking about. No, I for our listeners, yeah, there yeah. could be some people don't understand what that means. It's it's interesting. It's something that's kind of come. I mean, it's not totally new technology, and it's old hat for for off road guys. But it's relatively. I mean, not too often does something totally revolutionary come out in well, spell it out in I, racing. But this is kind of something that's been, been what fairly is new. Why does it work? Why does the moose tube work? Explain or? how it works, what it is with the two different system. Um, so the moose tube is like a solid foam tube insert, basically. And it, it basically replaces your tube so you can't get a flat tire. Um, you know, off-road racing, the you know, one of the biggest factors is not getting a flat tire. So you run the solid tube and, you know, you kind of eliminate that whole problem altogether. You know, when I'm uh, out riding as I do so often during the warm weather months, my biggest concern is actually going through my tires, just running the rubber off my bike. 
and or the tires are cracking and I have to replace them because he rides so little. <laughs> <laughs> but this is something I've always I've I thought about it right because they initially they kept, what was the green stuff Tony that you would put into your tire? I would never put green stuff in my tire. But the, slime, salt slime. slime, tire okay. slime. I would. And never the idea put- with slime was that it would seal any. Punctures. Punctures or rim or whatever issues that uh-huh. you have. Uh-huh. But it became to be just a mess. Okay. That, that was my take on the deal. This actually makes sense. What are you running that thing in your ATV or something? What sure, are you talking sure. about? Sure. I've got, you know, I've got at least 42. Most of them work, uh, uh-huh. which is weird. The ones I bought from you. Joe, your, your uh, series that you're racing, who's your competition in that? Um, so I'm actually racing two different um, AMA series. Um, First one is the AMA West Hair Scrambles, and then the second one is the National Hair and Hound Series. Um, the West Hair Scrambles, there's a lot of good competitors in that one. Um, I have my teammate Max Gersten. Um, there's Justin Bonita. Uh, man, there's a whole mess of guys that I'm not super familiar with because it's my first year going at it at this series. But I mean, the, it seems like every round we go to. Um, there's a lot of like local people that should show up and you know, you just never know who's going to be there this fast. You know, there's always a fast guy there. So, um, and then the national hair and hound series, that one's pretty stacked up. We got Kendall Norman, Ricky Brabeck, Jacob Augiebright, um, Dalton Shirey, um, Ryan Smith, uh, who else I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, there's just, you know, there's, there's about 10 super, super fast guys that could win the race, I think, at any any race at any given time. Are you running the same so, bike in both of them? Yeah, yeah. I run the Beta 430. That's a street th- legal bike, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they make – so I believe, yeah, the race edition, it does come with um, a headlight, taillight, nice. and a horn. And then they do have a um, what they call the RRS model, right. which is more like a dual sport model. So it'll have the mirrors and turn signals, but basically it's the same bike, but it is a dual sport. Yeah, is it? I mean, I noticed when you started talking about the add-ons, and Tony loves the add-ons. Anything, uh, if he buys a new bike, he wants uh, a box of stuff he can put on it to sell the whole thing when he's done with it. So the headlights, taillights, brake lights, horns. Do you use a horn a lot in these races? I don't even know. It's kind of a big deal, yeah. You, you definitely... Just like in Supercross, you're yeah. going to need a horn, Scott. Okay. All right. All uh-huh. right. Let's see where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all, that, all that stuff's taken off of our race bike. That would but. be sweet, though, wouldn't it? To have, like, when you get in a single track and you're behind somebody, just like, an, like a train horn. Just hey, James Stewart, yeah. get over. Get over. <laughs> Being the slow guy in the off road races, it, it usually is someone yelling or banking their rev limiter right. uh, that lets you yeah, know they're behind you. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I actually did a, a woods race in northern Idaho one time, and the kid that was running second, he actually had a horn on his bike, and you would be really surprised when somebody starts honking a horn behind you how distracting it is. <laughs> like, a little beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah, you that know, would be really, annoying. Just It comes out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, you know? That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, but I'm not sure you can legally run one with the AMA. You know what? I would... I would uh, I would encourage you to search that in the rule book and see if it's legal because if it is, you never know when you're going to want to <laughs> – and make yeah. sure it's the loudest one ever, like an ambulance or something crazy, you know, like a siren. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Joe, how did you how did you decide on the four thirty, man? That's uh, I mean, it's a great motor, great model. They've got Beta's unique in that they have so many displacement options and essentially the same bike. You know, they got the four fifty, as you're aware. There's a four ninety as well, right? As well as the three fifty. So they so they kind of changed the models up a little bit. There's a three fifty, a three ninety, a four thirty, and a four eighty, and then a five hundred now. And originally, I started off on the 480 because I raced the National Hare and Hound Series, and that's like a, a you know a desert series. So I kind of I kind of just picked that one out of the gate. But after a lot of riding and a lot of testing, I ended up going down to the 430, and I really like the motor on the 430 because it's like a it's like a 450, but you can use all the power, you know, and I. Uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I can't ride a 450 to its full potential. So, you know, the 430, when you pin it, it seems like all the power goes to the rear wheel. It doesn't jerk out of your arms. It's not like you're really explosive, but yet it still goes fast. So, I mean, it's just like a really rideable bike. And, you know, it's just become my favorite. I think it's so, awesome. You're, um, you know, and, and running the, the beta banner, there was a time when uh, you know that bike is actually a, has come around a long, a long way. ways, and and there's you know they've got some real talent on that, like yourself. Um, I assume there's like six figure bonuses if you win these championships, right? Seems like a lot. They're they're pretty good, yeah. Maybe not six <laughs> figures, but they're pretty good, right? Yeah, not quite six figures, but um, like they're you know the bonus program's really good. So I mean you know it's a lot of incentive to to push hard and put in a lot of work that's pretty cool though that's what it's about incentives where does your positivity come from i mean to be out there is one thing but to have that kind of attitude uh win or lose maybe you don't get up the top of the box but where does that attitude attitude come from uh, the desire to win um i don't know like i just have always um kind of given everything i do like a hundred percent you know and and i just i'm kind of a positive guy you know, and, and, you know, in my life and just everything in general. So I, I don't know, like, you know, I just kind of make the best out of every situation, win or lose, you know, I, I, you know, if I lose, then I go back to the drawing board throughout the week and kind of, you know, re relook at my program and see what I need to improve. Or, you know, if I win, then, you know, I'm just as excited. So I don't know. I mean, I'm racing dirt bikes and I'm getting paid. So, I mean, what's not to be positive about? See, Tony, that's how it's supposed to have worked. Let's go to PJ. Yeah, Joe, I was just wondering, uh, are you based in Southern California? Is that your home base? No, I'm actually down in Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> oh, hey, that's not a bad place <laughs> to be. It beats, beats the heck out of the weather here. Uh, are you getting to do, do you do much moto in the way of training? Um, yeah. So I actually started introducing some moto into my program probably about four months ago just to kind of like work on sprint speed and stuff. Like, you know, we do a lot of training out in the desert and stuff. And, you know, there's always that kind of thought in the back of your mind that somebody might be coming or, you know, somebody going the wrong way on the trail. And so, like, we go out to the motocross track and then you can just really let loose, you know. You know that there's nobody coming. It's kind of a controlled environment. And so... I just think it's it's kind of good to, you know, just switch it up a little bit and have different line choices and stuff like that. I'd like to invite so. you to uh, come run your bike, whatever you wish to ride or 
race, if you will, back here in Iowa where we constantly are getting two, three, four feet of snow every other day. And, Super uh, fun here. Oh, it is. Yeah. You want to talk about River Rock? Yeah. My son, let me tell you what. It's been, uh, this has been a, a winter from our youth in many ways. I'll tell you what. I'm very fortunate that I've been able to sneak away and go ride Baja. I'm, I was raced motocross Ponca City last weekend. I'm headed to Daytona. Going to race the GNCC was there. Ponca, was Ponca as big as you remember it as a child? It was so, that's funny because I haven't been there to Ponca in a long time. And when I got there, I was like, this is no bigger than my track. And it's not nearly as nice as your track. I Let wouldn't me just say that. It's pretty good. All come on. Joe, hang on the phone. Wait, I want to talk to you off air. Joe Watson has been our guest. Joe, thank you so much for jumping on the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, everybody, and uh, part of the Evergreen Podcast System, if you will. Uh, coming up, Mikey Rush, Kyle Cunningham round out our number, uh, let's see this number one. We're still in number one. Uh, our number two, we've got Jason Sal- DeSalvo, uh, Chris Ulrich, and uh, Will Weinbach. So stick around. Lots more show coming your way. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hi, this is Rob Dingman, President and CEO of the American Motorcyclist Association, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey everybody, this is Hillbilly, David Bebout, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Glad you're with us. PJ Duran, Tony Wink, Scott Casper. That's yours truly right here. Uh, if you missed the first interview and if you miss any part of our show, you can go back and listen to it. Grab it. Where do you grab it, Tony? If you want to get the app, where do you go? I would go to the Play Store or the uh, App Store and App Apple. App Store and Apple, yeah. What's what is the uh, the Android store? What do, what do they call that? They call it the Play Store, Scott. That's the Play Store. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to make sure you sound like you're making that one up. But anyway, glad you're with us. Um, so Joe started us off. We go to Mikey Rush. He joins us now. Mikey, how are you? Hello, Mikey. Are you there? Um. Yes, I'm here. All right, man. How's it going? I'm good. How about you guys? Good, good. Uh, it was 2018. You mo- mostly, uh, what, uh, G&G Racing uh, Yamaha FZ07, is that right? Yes, I rode for them for about uh, for uh, about half of the season, and I went to the factory Harley-Davidson team. That- do you like and, the and, uh, Do you like what we are calling, and affectionately we call it this, the new American flat track? Do you like that? Yeah, that's sounds cool to me. Right, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that, and, yeah, not the name. I mean, do you like what they've been doing to it? It seems like the general public has. Uh, what's what's the view from the pits? No, it seems like everything is getting a lot better and uh, more people are getting involved and uh, more of a younger crowd fan base is getting more involved and we're on NBC Sports now and I think that's a pretty cool thing for our sport and it's bringing a lot of people in. So, Tony, wasn't that long ago, we were down in the flat track area, and we asked, hey, what do you, you know, Mike Kidd, and they go, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, they, now, I mean, seriously, it seems like we've come, you know, around at least 180. I'll tell you this, it's it, even, I think it's great that we're seeing so much uh, in the singles class, so congrats on that, um, that, that Honda is, is coming in. And it's going to be, uh, you know, involved in American Fly Track and, and with Richie Morris. We had him on last week. Uh, pretty cool news out of those guys. And and it's not just Honda that's getting involved, but right. But it's uh, it's just really neat to see all that support. What do you think? No, I think it's really neat to be a part of the whole American Honda thing. Um, it's been it's been quite a while since American Honda has been in our sport since I think 1986. So it's pretty cool to be. A, be a part of them coming back in and uh rich morris does a great job with his program and uh i think they couldn't have picked a better team to to come on board with and to help out and uh and not just honda there's you know american suzuki's involved and uh ktm and all the, all those manufacturers are getting back involved in our sport and i think it's a, a huge turnaround for our sport do you think it was a breath of fresh air when when they they, they took a step back and reassessed and kind of let the uh, the dust settle as it were, and then they came back in with a renewed vigor? Yeah, I mean, 
the whole Honda thing was the guys I grew up looking up to is Ricky Graham and Bubba Shelbert. Those are the two big Honda riders, and those those guys are some big, big name guys. Those are two of my heroes. So it's to come back in with Honda for them to come back in our sport, and I'm I'm one of the riders to be with them is is a pretty big uh, pretty big deal for me actually because those those two guys were my big heroes. So and I've always been a Honda guy my whole pretty much my whole career. I've always liked Hondas and. Honda's always made a great motorcycle, and uh, it's just a pretty cool deal to be a part of, I think. It's a good time to be in it. PJ, let's go back to you. Well, Mikey, congratulations again on being, uh, you know, one of the riders of choice for uh, for American Honda as they rejoin uh, the ranks. Who else is going to be? Is there anybody else on your team that's going to be riding in the singles class as well? Yeah, actually, we got a, there's a couple good riders. we got Cameron Smith and uh, Cole Savala, uh, two great riders for sure, for the Richie Morris team in, in Honda. And uh, I think we're going to have a good team this year. Um, we got, like I said, Cole, Cole's a hell of a rider, and uh, Cameron is as well. So I think uh, I think between the three of us, we should get that, uh, the Hondas up up towards the front, I'm, I'm hoping. We're, uh, I'm flying out for bike week next week, I think next Thursday, and which means that your race is coming up pretty quickly at Daytona. Um, what are your thoughts on that track? I'm looking forward to it. I mean, a lot of guys are kind of puzzled between the the street we got to go on and up on the trioval and everything like that. But I think it's awesome, and it's it, it's still a racetrack. You still got to still got to ride around. It's the same for everyone, and uh, I think it's pretty cool that we get to go up on the on the trioval at Daytona's you know International Speedway. You know, the same thing as the Daytona. Daytona 500 and all the NASCAR guys and I, I looked up to just all those guys and stuff growing up and uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. just watching all that stuff go down and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and it's pretty cool that we get to go up on the banking this year and uh, it's nothing new for me I'm I mean like I said it's still a racetrack and I think uh, I think we'll have stuff figured out I've been doing a lot of testing over the off season and stuff like that and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the season to get started, for sure. Are you going to stick around and catch any part of the 200, uh, Mikey? Uh, I usually do. I usually do. That's always a fun race to uh, to hang out, meet some cool people, hang out with some cool people, and, and watch some good racing. Sure. There's a lot of flat trackers in that bad boy this year. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a cool deal. It is every year. I assume you've stood on the the banking there and and realized how how steep that thing is. Yes, I have. But you guys are going to be on the straightaway. You're not going to be in the corners, right? No, not in the corners. Just on the trioval right there in the in the middle of the front straightaway. Which it's, is still it's pretty still, steep. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's, it's pretty good bank. It's not as steep as the corners they got over there for sure. You can you can hardly walk up those things. I've tried. And and I couldn't walk. <laughs> and you keep rolling down. I and we keep, keep tumbling down. Back. What's that fat guy doing on the corner over there? I think he's trying to climb the wall, but I don't know. That'd be fair. You Mikey Rush is our guest. Pounds down, uh, I am forty pounds down. Mikey Rush is our guest, and uh, just announced that he's going to race with Richie Morris Racing as American Honda comes back in. Um, there, when the announcement was made, and I we talked to, and I don't remember if I was on air when I talked to Richie Morris about this or if it was off air, but we were talking about 
um, when you guys made the announcement and you took the picture and you put out the press release, it was on a 450 Honda and it was bone stock in motocross form. And he said it didn't take very long to make it look like a flat track bike. However, the <laughs> the uh, the people that were that, that saw the press release were losing their minds that they were watching, they were looking at a picture of a motocross bike. Like it's such a big deal. We all know they were born a motocross bike. Um, and in the, the racing in the singles class is nothing but awesome to watch, um, especially on the short tracks and the TTs. What are your thoughts about that, though, as far as the fans, uh, you know, the old school guys that are having a hard time with the changes and that kind of thing? People are, you know, those same experts are, are freaking out about uh, racing on concrete at Daytona. You know, time will tell how that how that fares out for everyone. But kind of, you know, as a racer that's that's making his way through, you know, the current what was AMA Pro American Flat Track. What are your thoughts on on uh, that? You know, the the fans, I should say, as as far as how they react to the changes. I mean, I would say be open minded to it all. It's pretty. I mean, it's. 2019 now so it's like the bikes have came a long way since, since back in the day and and uh, it doesn't really take much you can anybody can go buy a, a stock frame 450 off the showroom floor and set it up as a dirt tracker you know anybody can do it so I mean all you gotta do is get some good suspension lower it down and uh, put some 19 inch front and front and rear, uh, rear wheels on it and uh, you're pretty much good to go to go to go have some fun on it I think it's pretty cool that it's it's pretty affordable to do too. Also for for because I mean I grew up with the, in the framer days and and we used to take these 450 motors and and put them in framers and uh, go racing like that and it takes a little bit more work to do that that kind of stuff because you got to machine a lot more stuff and and do stuff like that. But like I said, anybody can get the stock frame 450s off the showroom floor and get them lowered down and get some wheels on them and. If you want to do some motor work to it, you can do some motor work to it. If you want to do, you know, exhaust to it, you can do all that to it. But it's, I think it's pretty cool for for the newbie people that want to get involved in our sport that's never been involved in our sport. Um, like I said, anybody can do it. You can go to the dealership right down the street from your house and, and buy a bike and make some phone calls and get some parts coming and, and and do it. So I think it's I think it's cool for new people to get involved in our sport, which which we need that I think. I, and I'll, I want to talk about something, Mikey. A friend of mine called me this weekend. I was at a motocross, and he said, hey, it sounds like you're at a race. And, I said, and it was on Friday. And so it was a practice day, and we got to talking. And he is a retired professional flat track racer and that we've all heard of. And we're sitting there chatting, and uh, he said, how's the turnout? You know, we got to talking about it. And he said, why is the turnout so down on motocross? And I said, without a doubt, there's no question it's the price of motorcycles and the price of motorcycles the the are the research and development that it goes into these four strokes is insane and, right. and the, the the amount of money that it costs to build a four stroke and what people don't realize is flat track took that hit a lot sooner like in the 80s even that's when flat track bikes started to go four stroke and that's when flat track took a hit now I'm not saying it's been dead and it hasn't taken as big of a hit as motocross has but you're saying there's a correlation absolutely there's a correlation there with with the the price of motorcycles and and everything um and, and you know and relatively speaking mikey you say it's it is affordable and 
and really it is. I mean, you can't, you know, it's not people can't just go buy an XR750. You know that that those those days no. were, you know, that's serious money. That's, what 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 kind of money are you looking at for the average fan out there? What what are they going to spend on an 30, XR? 40 grand for? I wow. Mean, when it, when the XRs were oh yeah, end up. I think you're more like fifty G's. Is ju- if you were serious about racing one, you better have fifty grand. Well, just you tell to get us, Mikey. Started. What was an XR seven fifty in nine in two thousand and nine for a legit? Yeah, I would say. For for a really good one to go racing on, probably either from forty to fifty grand, like you guys said. Okay, wow. uh, they're pretty pricey to to get one, and not only that, it's pricey to maintain those things and keep them running all year. Okay, so it eliminated that eliminates a lot of people, obviously. But the singles class is more obtainable. However, the bike you're talking about, the bike you're racing. Is nine thousand ninety two hundred bucks retail or something? The four mods all exactly. Day, all That's day a bone stock. That's before you buy the wheels, the suspension, the 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 turn down pipe, the the you know what I mean, the stuff that that all the flat track oh, yeah. dudes do. And so, um, you know, you say we need new fans. I honestly believe you need That's at a amateur level. The um, the the motorcycle structure has to be addressed, whether it be, I don't care if it's road racing or um, flat track or motocross, it, it will net, we will never see what we saw prior to 2009 if we don't make the motorcycles more obtainable for people that can't Affordable. afford to spend 12,000 bucks on a, on one race machine. And, and in the, there's uh the manufacturers aren't realizing it. I don't know why. I think they are realizing it, but they don't quite know what to do. What would you do differently, Tony? I, I mean, I'd take all the tooling from the RM250, the 05 to 07, and ship it to Taiwan where you can get people to work for a nickel, and I'd retail that motorcycle for forty nine ninety five, and I'd sell okay. 60 times what they're selling. We'd all buy them and create classes through the AMA, through MX Sports, and flat track will follow. You think I'm wrong, Mikey? No, I agree, and I, I know the prices that went up on the on the on the new motocross bikes for sure. Because I remember when a a CRF four fifty was you know around five thousand dollars, but now they're like you said, they're ninety ninety four ninety four hundred bucks or something like that. But um, the the technology has came a long way from the carbureted models. And, now they're into fuel injection, and, and there's a lot more stuff you can do with the fuel injections, and, and maybe that's the reason why the prices have gone up so high. Um, but it is, I mean, it is difficult for people to go out buy a, a twelve thousand dollar bike for sure, or you know a ninety ninety two hundred, or you know just anything around that price is is pretty pricey for the average person to go buy one. But All right. the cool thing about it is you can go finance one. You don't have to pay for, you know, that pocket up front. You can or you, you can get ready-built ones. Uh, there's a number of websites that specialize in flat-track motorcycles. I bought my first one-on-one, and, uh, you know, they're out there. Buy somebody else's uh, labor of love, and you can get a deal. Yeah, you can get a used bike that's already set up flat-track. That's, that's another thing you can do, and there's a, a lot of people that are selling them, just selling them, or people like building them and just selling them, or people like... Building them, riding them, and selling them, and then 
wanting to get into something newer or, or better or whatever. For sure. The, the, there is a ton of used flat track bikes out there that you can buy, you can pick up for very cheap. If you want to get involved, oh, yeah. race at a local level, there is a ton of those bikes out there. Amen and amen. All right, uh, Mikey, we are up against the clock. Sponsors, who do you want to thank, bud? Uh, big thing, uh, Ricky Morris Racing for, for bringing me on board this year and giving me a chance to uh, do this whole 450 deal. And uh, obviously American Honda for coming up back on board with us and uh, uh, helping us out. Um, i got Al Lamb Honda helping us out a ton this year. Uh, Tucker Rocky. Um, Olin Suspension. Uh, man, I got a Machete Energy Drink, one of my personal sponsors that helps me out a ton. Uh, Dave Cassio has helped me out a ton over the past several years. Um, my mechanic, James Hart, he's putting in a lot of work right now on the, getting the bikes ready before Daytona, so a big shout out to him. Um, West Coast Hot Shoes, just everyone that supports me. Uh, our producer was, uh, running very close to hot there when you said mush... And it was Machete, right? Machete Energy, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure. All right, buddy. Good job out of you, Mikey. We'll uh, have you back on again. Continued uh, good luck out there. Keep up the hard work, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Mikey Rush heads to the pits. We've had Joe Wasson on earlier. Uh, Kyle Cunningham coming up a little later on in this hour. Joe, excuse me, Jason DeSalvo. Who did the script? Jason DeSalvo is going to be joining us, hour number two. Chris Ulrich and a very special guest coming up in hour number two as well. We'll talk with uh, ace tennis star Will Weinbuck. Uh, that'll be in hour number two. We're going to talk about the power of positivity. Stay tuned. Back after this. This is Jason Conlon, pro supermoto racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Racing. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco
America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Kevin Swan here, 1993 500cc world champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. So I'm talking about bringing you back in style. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Casper Wink and Duran in studio are... Producers include Jack and Leanne DeLeon, as always. Thank you both very much. Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson contributing to the program. This portion brought to you by our friends at, uh, well, you know, it's constantly evolving. And uh, it's perhaps one of the reasons why they are so darn successful. Hick- Hicklin Power Sports. You guys get what? One or two days off a week? I get the traditional two days, not the not the two days of the week that are traditional. Though Sundays and Mondays, Sundays we're and Mondays, yeah. And that's is it typical across the motorcycle industry that Monday is a day that most most shops are closed. Five day shops are generally closed Sundays and Mondays. Okay. Correct. All right. Well, first of all, you guys do a great job. Um, well staffed, great people. If you want, if you want the experience of a lifetime, and you want to spend the money, they first of all they can uh, get you financed. Cut your hair while the bike's being serviced. Whatever. (laughs) It's true. And you go out there and have a great time. Hot, delicious popcorn when they make it. It is something to wait around for. Hey, wait a minute. What's the deal with the hot dog roller? I never see hot dogs rolling, man. That's for parties, That is above my pay grade, but occasionally, yes, it gets busted out for parties, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I can invite it. Anyway, so you're not going? Okay. Um, But anyway. Before we go to our guest, I got to ask Mr. Producer something. Yeah. Was that the horn version of DMX, Where the Hood At? I just heard. I believe so. <laughs> Where do you find that music? Jeff doesn't but know. He just presses There's the a whole bunch of bumpers that are on a cart in here Yeah, uh-huh. that rotate. Yeah. I you, have no idea what's on them. You I have just no it. idea what's going Jack, on most no, of the time. There's no cart Neither in there, we. Jack. There's no cart. Show, show me as, a cart. I'm using crying that in as baseball. figurative, not literally. Okay. All right. Because we haven't used carts for, I don't know, 16 years. years. 20 years at least you know what a cart was cart looked like an eight track right Correct. and Absolutely. it had one single track. Jeez, you that's two it. Are old i know right I back did when you were a baby uh they just introduced carts you know what though yeah and in your my, first time you're arrested back we introduced in my cassettes. 60 days not 65 because i was i'm that old i wrote a 60 oh yeah when and it was an a legit 60 well there was a 50 Tony, as well you, if you were no little. i didn't i wrote a jr50 <laughs> to a kx60 when you started in 2003 how old were you when we started this radio show? Yep. I don't know. I'm 41 now. 
So whatever that was. Well, he was back in the days of he had twenty-seven. To, yeah, he had to port and was I that old? Huh? If it was fourteen years ago, forty-one minus fourteen is twenty-seven. Yep. Didn't you bore and port your first uh, first date? I think you did, didn't you? <laughs> what yeah <laughs> anyway let's go to our next guest uh, our number one kyle cunningham joins us kyle how are you uh, i'm doing great how are you <laughs> hey welcome to the conversation kyle i know well yeah, we, I know. we've I'm needed you how, how old were you in 03 <laughs> quick math uh, <laughs> and if you haven't had a birthday yet, you can't count 19 14. well 14. have you had a birthday this year yet no it's in july so you've been 13 so yeah 13 what do you think One of ahead. detroit you like Detroit? Yeah, it wasn't bad. You chain your bikes up at night? Uh, surprisingly, no. You better this weekend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I've heard. I've seen a few go down the road in Atlanta, so, <laughs> so I prefer it not to be my race bike. Brayton's van got stolen out of Atlanta, I this, and huh? I, if I recall, and maybe I put the two stories together, and Brayton's a good buddy. He comes over or whatever, but... If, but I, my memory's fuzzy because I, I wore bell helmets in the nineties. But, um, they, well, they don't advertise with us. So what do I care? I'm actually wearing a bell helmet. I, I right, dig right now. now this very bad. Yeah. Well, maybe not right now. Um, but uh, if I recall, they stole all the fifty juniors, or all the fifty, the KTM, KTM challenge or junior challenge, whatever. They stole all those yeah. bikes. Yeah. It's because you can yeah. put them on the back of an F one fifty. They stole them out of the junior semi. Yeah. I think they were in the same parking lot. Gosh. It took a while, I think, to even get that van back, but I think they got the van back. Do you, well, Here's the deal. If you're, a, if you're a mechanic or a team manager, check all the cabinets. Make sure there's nobody in the cabinets, okay? <laughs> so when you shut the thing up at night, honestly, you know for a fact it's shut up inside and out. Oh, man. That's Tony, you, I mean, you had a bunch of stuff ripped off from you uh, out of your van, too, if I recall. I had a watch I had gifted to you for a uh, very special It birthday. happened at an arena cross yeah. in somewhere south of me, Carolina. somewhere near Kyle's <laughs> home, I think, his original home. I don't know, somewhere. Where are you from, Kyle? You're down south, ain't you? Yeah, Dallas-Fort Worth. I think it was somewhere around Dallas-Fort Worth or some – it wasn't in Dallas, actually. I think it was in Oklahoma, but we were – Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. I was there today, so. You were in Dallas? No, I was in Oklahoma today. <laughs> well, you're probably there to celebrate the anniversary of the Great Cherokee Nation, the most successful <laughs> of the Indian nations in America. Is that? Did you I know that? We do, we do have a great sponsor on board right now, which is Cherokee, but it's out of North Carolina. Of course. Well, there's some that said, hey, to heck with this uh, whole trail of tears. We're going up to Carolinas for a little vacay. A little beach. Yeah, let's go to PJ. PJ? Kyle, you di how do you dig the uh, Triple Crown uh, format? You know, that's we're in, what, year two of this going on, and it it works for some people, worked not so well for others. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. It brings something different to the fans. Um I mean, obviously, we'd all probably agree that it makes the racing a little tighter and closer and kind of anyone's game. I think they were talking about all the different guys on the podium this weekend throughout the, the three motos. Um, definitely changes things a little less time. you got to get out of the gate and get up front quick, which we haven't been the greatest at lately, but we uh, had a couple better starts last weekend. and You know, the track was tough, but... Like I said, I think it's something cool, something different, and uh, bring you know something different to the Supercross series. 
You like the metal grate you guys are starting on? Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I uh, I definitely think it, it makes it more fair. I think in the past, uh, you get a lot of gates that are, one rut's really good, right. one's got rock in it, and one's just absolutely terrible. So, I mean, I think it makes it more consistent. All the, the lineups behind the bar are the same. So, yeah. um, I think that's good. It's definitely been different to learn how to dial the bike in for it and kind of change starting technique. No different than amateurs to a professional when we were starting on cement a ton. I mean, if you guys want to bring back cement stars, I was pretty good on them a long time. You know what? I did that this weekend. I raced at Ponca at an area qualifier, and I was stoked when I got there. I'm like, because I'm a big guy. This is a big man's game. I'm going (laughs) to whoop them on the – and I did – and I hooked, and I'm like – Every time I'd launch, I'm like, yes. And then as soon as I hit the dirt, I'm leaning back so far, I'd wheelie. So did you ever did you ever race World Minis in Vegas? No. I've been I went uh, there, but I never okay. raced. Which it. which one was slicker? Ponker or, or World Minis in Vegas? I'm gonna go with Vegas, but they were both pretty crazy. You know, uh I mean, when you would go to Mammoth or Whitney, you would get the cement that had the grooves cut in yes. it. Yes. That was a little interesting. Uh you know <laughs> you know Greg Albertson? Yep. Okay, so he was there in the 30 class racing with me. I didn't even bother putting a tire on my bike before. I And I drove from Iowa, right? On uh, rims. So I'm like, whatever. So I had an old tire. And uh, he's next to me, brand new rubber. And he's just doing the full smoke show, heating it up. <laughs> and I'm just laughing. I launch. I, I, and I outweigh him by a little bit, you know? He's a big dude, but I'm still bigger than him. And, and uh it was it was actually really fun. I I got really good launches off off of the uh, the the concrete. But what I thought was weird is is they would sweep and and you tell me if this is legal. Maybe you can't remember, but you know how at Ponca the the concrete goes way past like a good almost a bike length past the gate. Yeah, they were sweeping that all the way on the other side of the gate. Is that legal? Yeah, when we were younger, they did. Um, I think there were certain places where it was okay and other places it was frowned upon, but you know, in amateurs, the rules were always changing. Yeah. And you see those crazy, get away with, you know, (laughs) you see the crazy track dads out there with their uh, lawn blowers or leaf blowers. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I've Mm -hmm. seen torches. I've seen leaf blowers. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, one guy, all it takes is one guy. Yeah, I won't. I won't say any names, but I've seen someone come to the gate with a torch or with a leaf blower, so the other guy had to run back to the pit. Please, and have a torch. or a laser say, pointer. Hey, come on! Uh, I did see a lot of wire brushes this weekend. People scraping on the wire brushes like they're like they're getting ready for the for the war to pop off. You know, like they're they're making shanks and stuff down there. They're like they're on their hands and knees scraping for the fifty class, and I'm like. And it was cold, oh, wow. as you know, in Oklahoma last. So there was nobody there. And it's like, look, there's eight kids in the 50 junior. If he, if your kid don't make it, the top six it's or whatever it is, he didn't. No matter what his start is, he's not going to Loretta. So just get off your hands and knees. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's funny. Um, so you, uh, you. <laughs> Talk, let's talk about Supercross since we got you on, Kyle. Um, <laughs> what the hell? The last couple of weeks, you've you've been a top ten guy. Um, I know that I know Kyle Cunningham wants to do better, has done better. Talk about that where where you're at, and uh, you know what what's surrounding you right now. That's positives and and things you need to work on. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's been kind of crazy. There's been a little bit of a scramble um, getting all the stuff done, but, uh, you know, this was uh, about a five-week program um, that I set back with the help of Todd Hansen, um, as well as Justin uh, with some sponsors that were brought to the table to kind of establish my own program. Um, it's been, like you said, the top tens are great. It's been rewarding in the sense of, you know, seven weeks ago, six weeks ago, I was on the fence of, hey, are we even going racing this year? Um, you know, so to show up, I had six days on the bike before Minneapolis. Um, been trying to get more race stuff built than worrying about the practice stuff. So the practice bike's uh, pretty close to stock right now. Um, but, man, it's been uh, it's been fun. It was last minute. I think the racing been good the classes both classes uh the level of competition the way all the guys are stepping up has man it's it's crazy how much it's evolving how much it changes over the years but uh you know it's it's been a fun time obviously you know i mean seventh ninth tenth is okay but i mean i feel like i'm capable more and i still want to do better than that so you know going into it i knew it would be a little bit of a building process, but we have a ton of great people involved and uh, we're going to keep putting our heads down and working as hard as we can. Every day I ride the bike and every day I train, I feel a little better. So we'll just keep moving in that direction. Are you looking forward to Daytona? Yeah. I mean, I always have fun at Daytona as far as, I mean, we've had some decent results there. I've ridden it in the mud, not the mud. I mean, I would prefer not the mud. I think the last time I raced a mud race there, it was, four foot of water in between the rollers, which was pretty crazy, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I always have a good time there and it's a fun one to, uh, change it up and kind of something cool with the East coast. I'm taking my mud boots and a raincoat. So there's no chance I'm actually going to prepare for that. So there's no chance it's going to rain. If I didn't prepare, be a deluge. Correct. Yeah, I mean, do you do you do any fly fishing or anything like that? Have yeah, bring, well, bring, your, bring your fly fishing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you, you might want to bring the full kit. Kyle, we're going to hold you over to hour number two because the comedy is just that good. <laughs> you cool with that? Yeah. Little song. We uh, we found this song for you, and it's specifically for you from now on in the future. Anytime you're on the show, okay? <laughs> And all the beats we made by hand. All right, uh, Kyle, while you hear the song, obviously it's time for you to list out the sponsors. Who are they? Do what now? I sponsor list? Sponsor roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, team's been great. A lot of people involved. HRT, Cherokee, Freedom Power Sports, which is in Texas, Merge Racing, Honda, Voice Excavating, FXR, Charity Air, FMF, VP Lubricant. CD Bell, Pirelli, 180 Decal, W, Cherby, Works Connection, Vertex, ODI, Recluse, Guts, X-Trick, Sunstar, and DC1. Uh, you know, all those guys came on board super last minute, so huge thanks to them for uh, being a part of the program. Hey, we'll take it whenever we can get them, right? Yeah. There we go. Kyle Cunningham. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. Missed any part of our number one, you missed out on Joe Austin and Mikey Rush, Kyle Cunningham as well. Coming up, our number two, Jason DeSalvo, Chris Holrich, and Will Weinbach. 
That is hour number two on the award-winning program that is an evergreen podcast, as you might know. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is hour number two of the big program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you, PJ Duran. And PJ, uh, one of the things we talk about with uh, the stars of the sport, no matter the discipline, is the power of attitude. It can be a game changer. We've seen it in Chad Reed. We've seen it in Ricky Carmichael. The list of names goes on. The, the attitude you carry into a race sometimes is good for a lap or two or three or even positions, right? Without doubt, without doubt, uh, champions uh, are always searching for the for the uh, X factor, if you will, the thing that makes a is difference. Is it a mental edge? Is that it, I would have to think so. Okay. Having never been a champion, I can only speculate. <laughs> speculate all now, you want. I now, think now this of you guy as a we're champion. about to talk to, he yeah. could definitely give us some insight. Well, our guests uh, in this hour include Will Weinbach from the world of pro tennis. We'll also talk with Chris Ulrich, who comes from what we call a championship family. But we start the hour off with Jason DeSalvo. Jason, how are you? 
Hey guys, how's it going? I'm great. And you probably heard a little bit about what we're talking about. What is, I don't even know if it can be broken down into degrees or, or numbers, if you could even assign a numerical, you know, uh, <laughs> but, but the power of positive thinking. I've been following this young man, Will Weinbach from the World of Pro Tennis and USATA. Um, it, the people that are around, he's got 800,000 followers. Uh, and they all are clamoring for the next thing that comes out of this guy's mouth. He's only 17 or 18 years old, but the power of positivity has propelled him onto the national and international scene when it comes to tennis. I got to believe it is transferable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of those things in racing when you know you have those days when you're just on, and yeah. you know you know pretty much after the first 10 feet of the start that you're going to win, right? And uh, and that's it. You know, you guys had mentioned uh, uh, as you were coming into the into the segment that um, riders search for that. You know, and uh, and riders, uh, uh, I think all athletes search for that, right? Because when you have it, you have it. Um, when you don't, you don't. So you see a lot of guys, um, you know, uh, work with sports psychologists, yeah. um, go through a lot of uh, ritual and uh, and you know habitual stuff that they. Um, for, for whatever reason, everybody's different. Uh, might just go through a routine that puts them in their in their zone, right? You look at Valentino Rossi; he's done the same thing over and over for two decades before he gets on the bike. That's so, crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's all it's all part of it. Um, for me, it, it's always just been uh, really carrying that that positivity. I mean, uh, everybody's uh, everybody's like I said, different. So you know, for some people, it's it's uh, faith in God. For some people, it's um, just that that power of uh, positive thinking. So, and they but, surround themselves with those kind of people like I do. And P.J. Duran, you're one of those guys that gives me that positive vibe. And you want to get out there and go racing. You want to get out there and go riding. I certainly do want to get out there and go riding. And Mr. DeSalvo, you get to do it. You're going racing again. Uh, it's been more than a minute since you lined up, at least in the headlines that we would know about. I suppose you've probably done some competitive action uh that maybe the whole world wouldn't know about is that is that correct jason have you been racing at all or is this a first in a while not yeah not really um 2018 was was not a whole lot of really even riding for me um i uh i, I was focusing i've uh, been focused on my other my other company that i opened uh Actually, in 2017, when I launched Ride University, I also opened a, a marketing, a web development, branded apparel. It's like kind of a hodgepodge of things that we do for our clients. But uh, I've been so focused on that. Um, I think the only time I got a, on a bike in 2018 was for our uh, Ducati Revs event that we put on down here in the southeast. Uh, and also, uh, I went up to another Ducati Revs in the northeast run by Penguin School and, uh, and had a great time with those guys, but... Um, no, no competitive racing for me since uh, since the WD40 ride in, in 2017. So, and then before that, it was gosh, three years since the Triumph. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. But uh, I just got out the week of a four last at a, a Wira race and shook the rust off, and uh, everything feels good. That's one of my favorite smells, by the way, PJ in a shop WD40. Oh I just yeah, love it. <laughs> And are you so? Are you, were you riding in that wear event, the very uh, bike that you're going to be racing at the 200, or was this just pull something out and get uh, get out and get some laps? 
Uh, no, it was actually the race bike, which was really cool to get to shake that down uh, in race trim. I had ridden it one other time, um, just at a private uh, day, but it was still very much a street bike uh, at that point. And, um, yeah, it was the, the team did a, a huge thrash. It's the same team that uh, that I, I ran with in 2014 back with the, the Factory Triumph squad, so um, all the same guys, Apex uh, Apex Manufacturing Race Team, run by Richard Harris, and uh, and we just, I mean, w- we rode that bike in stock trim, and you know, we we got to thinking about it, and Richard had some uh, some sponsorship come along his way that he could translate into a Daytona 200 campaign, and we said, hey, let's get the band back together and see what happens. Are you going to have Teddy on the? Please tell me Teddy's going to be there. Teddy's not going to be with us, but we'll have Brock. Uh, Brock nice. will be there. Nice. But, uh, Ted, Teddy couldn't make it out. That's awesome that you know Teddy. Oh yeah, I've I've ridden with uh, Richard Harris, STT, and you personally, yeah. Jason, for well over a decade now. So definitely yeah, have that's uh, true. have yeah. have have hung out and spent more than one evening uh, bench racing with Teddy. More than yeah, one. because because you're up north as well. So you you probably uh, where did we last see each other? It was might have been at uh might have been at Little Tally. You were right. It was when. Uh, I think it was around when you were still you were riding the Triumph and uh, you were working with somebody there. I was racing a Triumph myself at the time. I think it was a private track day, so we got some good laps in. Uh, I think you yeah. were you were working with somebody and you were absolutely destroying it. Following you around just uh, was humbling for me watching you throw that Triumph around uh, on the same bike. I was thinking, no way, I'm ever going to be doing that. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Oh, you were following Richard around. That's what it was. Actually, you were following Richard around. He was on one of them. You were on the other one. Uh, it might That's have been. Right. In, it might have been in the very short uh, time frame when Richard was pre-race team owner. He was a rider. Yeah, that's right. I do, I do remember that. That was. Uh we were getting ready for a Daytona then, I think, too. Yeah, that sounds right. I think that is exactly right. It was a private track day early in the season right before Daytona. Uh, and Absolutely. there was a lot of triumphs at Little Tally, which was not the norm <laughs> at all. Uh, between your team and myself, there was a lot of triumphs there. Yeah. And you're awesome. so are you stoked about this? I mean, gosh, the the entry list continues to get deeper day by day for this upcoming 200. Uh, uh, we're talking to Ulrich next. I'm half surprised that guy hasn't thrown his name in the hat. <laughs> oh man, that would be totally like old times. Uh, you know, it, it, to me, this is the coolest thing to, to, A, right, be going to race Daytona, but to be going in a year when so many, um, you know, really icons of American racing are, are coming out and right. big names that haven't been on a 600, right? That's been one of the things. The, the level in the 600 class, and it's not really the level, right, because you look at the Moto America 600 class, and you've had Gerloff, Beach, uh Gillum last year, those guys are flying. You know, the, the level is incredibly high, but that that the depth of field hasn't quite been there um, for the for the front runners. So to see this grid shaping up to be so good, like how cool would it be if all these guys in this went and, and campaigned a full season of Moto America? <laughs> Gosh, right? it, it would mean, change the face of our national series and be awesome. Of course, that's that, what yeah. fans like that, me and everybody listening right wow. now, that's what we would want. Uh, you just got to find enough sponsors to make that happen. It would be amazing. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, I, I've, I've, 
you know, speaking just to tie right back to the positivity, I've felt a real positive vibe uh, in and around this race and in, in, in the sport this year. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of my clients uh, from my other company are, are in or butt right up against the the motorsports industry, and uh, and it's been great. You know, it's, this year I just feel like a momentum's kind of kind of rolling. So, uh, like I said, just happy to be a part of it, and uh, you know, the, I think it's going to be a great year for the two hundred. Do you get to take your whole family down with you, Jason? Bring the baby, everything. We are, yeah. We got the the twins and my wife um, and our dogs, and we're all going to go. So we bought a, a travel trailer last year um, just to go, you know, bomb around the East Coast and take family vacations in. And when uh, this opportunity came along, we started talking about it. I was like, well, let's just load everybody up at the camper and let's go let's get it done. When you say Bike. camper, you're talking motor motor home. No, it's just a, a pull behind travel okay. we, right. with our with our pickup truck, and uh, we actually because you know we did the motorhome thing back in the day. We had the forty foot motor coach, rear engine jobby, and what we always said was we'd get there and we you know deploy and everything, and you get ready for the race weekend, and it's like oh we got to go grab some milk. Mm. Uh, uh, unless yeah. unless you got a Zuma one twenty five, you're kind of stuck at the track. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we would do. We'd take the scooter. And, uh, but we, my wife and I like to golf and we, we throw the golf clubs like horizontally below our feet on the scooter. And we got some funny looks rolling up into some pretty swanky golf clubs on a little scooter with the golf clubs all hanging off. You got to be careful not to lose your driver. I've done it before. I rode from Minneapolis to Des Moines. We uh, leave my a golf... cover on it. Well, yeah. Yeah. You got to have a nice enough set to have a cover, I guess would be the deal. You want to hear a golf club story? Can I give you, Jason, you want to hear a golf club story? So, yeah, I love golf. Okay, all right. So this is a golf club story. I took him with me to St. Croix, and I remember I bought a watch down there in St. Croix, and I called my jeweler up here, and he said, put the, the watch, which up here is like 18 down there is 5200 bucks, And he said, put the watch in a tube sock. Wear it all week. Have fun with it. But put it in a tube sock. Stuff it in the bottom of your golf bag, and then mm -hmm. uh, send it on its way. And uh, pay duty on the box, and the the box value was six hundred bucks, so I paid like sixty bucks. Anyway, so I got all the way up to Kennedy. We left early and went up to uh, New York for Sinatra reopening Carnegie Hall, and we get up there, and I'm more worried about the damn watch. So there I am in luggage. What do you call it? The carousels are going around, and I've got all my golf clubs, the tubes. Remember when it was cool to have tubes to put your clubs in? All those mm -hmm. tubes, the clubs, and everything all over the floor. Now, knowing now what I know now about then, that behavior would have been uh, highly suspicious. But I had my arm all the way down that Brown Wilson bag. God, what an ugly bag it was. All the way down there. And I finally touched that tube sock. And by God, there was the watch. Oh, I was cool. I yeah. was so happy. And speaking of watches, you have one, don't you, DeSalvo? You've got the <laughs> Daytona 200. You won it in 11. That's the only, I, it seems like you were close one or two other times, right? Yeah, so here's the deal, though. <laughs> I don't have a watch. What? What happened? Um, so it was an option, years, right? Back in those years, you used to get the watch for pole position. Pole position only, not the win. And, and, and me, of all people, yeah. right? I mean, if, if, if nothing else in my career, I've been the master of qualifying, right? I've always been able to put on that Q tire or soft tire, <laughs> throw down one fast lap, yeah. right? And uh, I've never been on pole at Daytona. Unbelievable. Ever. And, and, and you know what that uh, watch is valued at, right? That's a Rolly, yeah, right? It's, it's probably 
twelve. Uh, twelve to yeah, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, if you could find one, because they're 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 pretty rare with the the, the Daytona. So, yeah, I, I I never. And then of course, when uh, the the last few years they switched it to the race winner. So I'm like, whoa, what the heck? You know, I won the thing, but back then it was for for pole position. So. Apparently, they're not bad. going retroactive on the on the Daytona <laughs> Rolex Daytona. I actually wore a Daytona today. Uh, to meetings or whatnot. I love that watch because it is super thin, but it has it makes a statement. It's a cool one. I like that better than any other ones. I clock watch it, Jason. It's a sickness. Okay, run away. <laughs> it is. It is a sickness. What time is it? I don't know. I'm not even wearing a watch <laughs> right this minute. I'm not wearing a watch. Uh, we go back to PJ. PJ, uh, obviously, uh, Jason DeSalvo is one of your faves, but uh, this cat is getting ready to uh, uh, to race. But also, um, you know, he's he's a fantastic instructor. There's a lot of rave reviews out there about DeSalvo. Absolutely, my uh, my boss took your school at Barber back in the day when you were doing the the Triumph based uh, DeSalvo school at Barber uh, as part of the Apex when you were racing under the Apex banner. How is yeah. your how is your new stuff going? You know, so I launched both the riding school uh, and my other company at the same time. Um, not really. I mean, it was just the other one I kind of fell into. Um, came from, from my, my parents, uh, printing company up in New York. And, and when I moved back down South to Alabama again, uh, a couple of clients just came with me, you know, it was like, oh, well, okay, I got, I gotta, I gotta help them out. And, 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 you know, um, it just, it was the right thing at the time. So, so we ended up launching two businesses and the other one's taken off so well that I just didn't have the time and energy to, to put into the writing school. So, um, so we, you know, we only do that one uh, real big event each year uh, for Ducati, the Ducati Revs event, which is great because with the marketing company, we can support that and really get the get the word out. And we had a great turnout our, our first year down at Barber. Um, we run it the Monday after the Vintage Festival. So, uh, you know, to have that date, to have Ducati, such an iconic brand um, behind it, it makes it awesome. So... Uh, aside from that, you know, I do some some private coaching here or there, but um, yeah, I, I don't do a ton of it. You know, it's and it's it kind of bumps me out because it's something that I I do love. You know, um, we we have uh, online still through for rideuniversity dot com. We've still got all the online learning stuff. Uh, sign up right now. We've closed the sign up uh, temporarily for a while. We're just doing routine maintenance, but it should be back up and running. It couple of months and uh for and that crazy. ducati rev ride event yeah so so for that for the online courses it's free for anybody and, uh, and it's just it's a resource that um i wanted to create to kind of promote the school when, when that was a, a primary focus of mine but you know since we kind of rolled up our dates last year and aren't going to do you know we, we decided we weren't going to do any like of our own schools we don't do that ducati thing I said, you know what, let's leave the online learning stuff on there because it's great information, um, it, it's free, we don't get anything from it, uh, but it's something that I, I just wanted to do for the motorcycle community. You know, it's, uh, the, the motorcycle industry has given me so much so, uh, in my lifetime, so that's just my, you know, one small way to kind of give back and say, hey, here's some great stuff, go check it out before you go uh, ride on the track, and I, th I think you've uh, given plenty back, Jason, and, and that is the 
positive family approach. I think that's that's huge. And if you want to think about what our sport needs in all disciplines is family. Family draws support from everybody, and that's that's a good thing. And DeSalvo, you're doing it right. Good job out of you. Thanks, man. No, thank thank you guys. It's uh, yeah, it's something. I think that family aspect is is crucial. I mean, it's crucial uh, growing up in my career and um, and just getting the young riders, keeping the young riders coming into the sport. You know, that's uh, that ratio of, of young kids coming into the sport has to has to grow. Do you have uh, personal sponsors you want to recognize? Yeah, um, as always, uh, Rye Helmets. I mean, they're probably one of my longest standing sponsors. I think it's, uh, gosh, 23 years with those guys. Um, so, uh, for sure, uh, those guys. And, uh, I mean, really just the, the folks behind, um, behind the Daytona after Richard Harris and, right. uh, Apex, uh, Apex Racing and, uh, all of his brands, Full Bike Track Times, Full Bike Tire Service. Uh, Talladega Grand Prix Raceway now, so um, just so you know, everybody that's just getting behind this thing, it's going to be great. It's going to be great fun, and uh, I think we got a shout out to win. Well, no one's betting against a former winner like yourself, Jason. That's for sure. So we'll be watching, looking forward to it. Um, and if by some miracle I make it down there, I'll come hunt up your team because uh, it'd be great to see you guys. Peanut butter sandwiches on PJ. How about that? <laughs> you got it. There we go. Jason, thank you, bud. Have best of your family, okay? Thank you. You guys too. Bye-bye. There we go. Heading to Daytona. How about that? Coming up next, uh, Chris Ulrich scheduled to join us. I don't have a topic for, for Chris, but I have a, I have a feeling you do. Okay. I got more than a few. He's a great guy to talk to and a wealth of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge, indeed. Hey, you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Ever- uh, I'm sorry, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Look for all the rest of our shows at evergreenpodcast.com. Stay tuned. More after this. This is Pit Pass. Hi, this is Matt Smith, post-op motorcycle racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days.
It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daily Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daily Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. A little bit of an editorial here, Jack, if you don't mind. I want to salute our men and women of law enforcement. Uh, They do a remarkable job with sometimes limited funds and access to uh, all the equipment that they need. So uh, the men and women that wear the blue, our firefighters, are remarkable as well, especially when the temperature uh, drops below, you know, freezing. Uh, if you think it's cool to park, buy a fire fire hydrant. Uh, wait to see what your car looks like after they put the hose through the the car. Oh, did you just see that one? I did, and uh, that's on Facebook. But uh, my 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 point is this: these are public servants paid to do a job. For God's sake, get out of their way and let them do it, and thank them for doing a job well. Done. I think one thing we ought to do is thank the men and women who plow the highways and oh, the streets, yeah. especially after what happened here this weekend. We in Des Moines, we actually got lucky. We didn't get much snow, but That's we right. had we had some mice. Up north of us, it closed the interstate for three days, mm-hmm. and there were hundred pe- cars pulled out of the ditches. Yeah, they, they were pulling people out and putting them in small towns, and the small towns were just doing absolutely wonderful things, opening up homes, that kind of stuff, to sure. get them inside and get them fed. And that's but that's people caring. It had nothing to do with politics. It had nothing to do with other. PJ, you're you're stuck in a car in front of my house. There's no chance of going anywhere. Guess what we're gonna do? 
you're coming in the house. Get some soup in me. That's it. Hot, delicious Campbell soup. It's good for the soul. Let's go to our next guest if we can. But t- you know what? I don't want to joke on that. that. That's very serious. Take care of those that take care of us, okay? Uh, Chris Ulrich has been a frequent guest on this program, as has been other members of his family. He joins us now as the son of Road Racing World Magazine's pioneer, John Ulrich. Chris, how are you? Pretty good, guys. How are you? I'm good. Do you agree with what we're talking about there? Uh, and, you know, tip of the cap, if you will, and a, and a hearty uh, handshake and a hello and a thank you to the men and women of law enforcement, our firefighters, et cetera. Yeah, man, they're really, uh, they're important to, to keeping, keeping the order, keeping everything uh, going down the road and, and saving us when we got a problem, so absolutely we couldn't we we couldn't have our society without them and i couldn't have my motorcycle racing fix without the (laughs) likes of you sir and the team you are currently running uh kudos to what looks to be another banner year for uh the team hammer folks uh are you guys pretty psyched about this year the tv package i think would have to make some uh some big smiles uh from a team owner's perspective yeah i think um I'm excited. It, the The bigger thing about the TV package, right? right so we're going to see, really from the team's perspective, we will see the benefit of this TV package in 2020. But immediately, right, we have more, the true benefit, right? The uh, the commercial opportunity, or an improved commercial opportunity. But, the, um, you know, what I see now is people aren't whining. That's great. Yes, <laughs> it is nice to get that, get that out of the yeah. way. Yeah, we have good momentum. Um, the the paywall platform that they got going on is great because uh, you know it's a stream. It's a, it's streaming, but it's also <clears throat> gives you the opportunity to subscribe to that and 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 you know generate help help by offset some of the cost of producing doing their own production. So that's that's a good that's a good deal for the series. And uh, you know the NBCSN uh, show is going to be pretty fun and and. and you know they're looking at, at some other opportunities too uh, to play some other other races. So I'm excited. It, it, it just shows that how hard Moto America is working, and that they understand what we need to do, what the teams need. They understand what they need. They understand what the OEMs need. It, it, it's everything, right? We need a good TV package. Right. I feel like the BN package was 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 good, and um, you know they they changed their 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 path as far as being changed their path. And so we needed to go a different way. And, and the series saw that and they, and they took action. So it's, I mean, we're, we're talking about a group of guys that are, that are trying to make racing great again in the United States. And they're doing a really good job at it. And they have good incentive programs for team owners. They have good, uh, great officiating. Uh, you know, it's, it's everything. It's they're, they're doing, doing all the right things in a pretty, in, a, in what is still a pretty tough environment. And, um, you know, I'm 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 happy. I'm looking forward to it, and we're gonna, you know, Team Hammer Inc. is gonna fill five more riders this season, um, between uh, in three classes. So we're, uh, you know, we're working every day to to help improve the show, and plus we're gonna be doing a two seater, um, two seat program again. And, and on top of that, the Ulrich family through through the Road Racing World Action Fund supplies every every foot, every inch of uh, air fence to the series. Um, you know, free of charge. So it's, it's, uh, we're involved in, in American road racing, uh, in every aspect. And, and, uh, I'm so happy to have a series that cares about, you know, team owners, riders and, and every, every part of it. 
and that is amazing. And your legacy in regards to that air fence, uh, the the numbers are probably staggering as to the number of people that owe you know more than just a thank you. Uh, some, <laughs> some, some saved lives, saved yeah. bones at a bare minimum. So hats off to uh, the um, it's the World Racing Action Fund, correct? Yeah, the Road Racing World Action Club. Yeah, sorry, didn't get it quite right. I buy lots of their raffle tickets, and I <laughs> I give whenever I possibly hey, thank can. Thank you. Uh, I, I give whenever I possibly can because Air Fence, uh, and it's just a wonderful thing, and it, it has saved how, many How does that life. stay inflated? Is there a, a motor or some kind of an electro, electric uh, motor that's constantly filling the bag? Or the, yeah, so the, we, we deploy two, two brands, right? Alpina, which okay. is a brand that's homologated by the FIM and deployed it at MotoGP races. And I think we have roughly, I think we just purchased 30 more sections of that wow. um, for, for Moto America. And we've been, we've been changing the fleet of, that Moto America has to, to become all, all Alpina. Okay. And I, so I'm, gonna, I'm thinking we got either 30 or 45 sections of Alpina, I have to, have to double check that, and then so that stuff, the Alpina, it's a little taller. It uh, they you connect three bags together, and uh, they all operate on a on a you know they got an air compressor, so they all operate. They're all self inflating, which is really great. It cuts down on maintenance time, sure. maintenance and everything. Um, the air fence brand of soft barrier. Um, you got to go out there with a blower and put that up, but it's still. I mean, both are super super effective. Um, um, super effective, work really well. Um, it's just the, the Alpina stuff's better, a little bit better for the timetable in, in terms of that because they don't have to go out there and, and it's FIM homologated. So, and once once we take so we take those inflatables out, right? So we start swapping these out. We, we'll send the, the other inflatables we're not using to say CCS Racing or uh, you know some other clubs that can handle the inflatable pipe that have the manpower and expertise to handle the inflatable pipe. Of, of air fence so it's it's um you know it's not only motor america riders that are benefiting from that but also you know ccs riders club racers club racers specific racetracks and and even track day organizations i mean uh, fast track riders out here in california as um you know we we raise enough money to, to cover that entire place so uh, using dog boxes and some inflatable so it's um Everybody, everybody in the motorcycle community is uh, benefiting from it uh, as long as the organization reaches out to us and, and uh, helps, helps uh, raise some money and, and makes a request. So it's a good deal. And that is just, again, uh, you, your organization and your family really paying it forward. It's it's wonderful thing, um, which brings up the point of you're one of you're in the unique position you've raced uh, at Daytona a lot in your own personal career as a team owner you really haven't been there uh, racing your team so much recently as Moto America and previously AMA ceased to to run at Daytona are you missing the, this upcoming race at all Chris is there any inkling in you as to send someone from your team or personally cuz Wow, a lot of your contemporaries are on that entry list right yeah. now. Yeah, but if you would have studied the entry list, you'd see the T three team hammer, uh, three team three team hammer bikes are entered in the Daytona two hundred. So my oh, question has been answered. They're already there. I did <laughs> nice I did. job out of you, Pete. Hey, I'm sorry the list gets bigger and I haven't studied <laughs> it enough. Hey, that's because um, 
I think Road Racing World actually did a story on all those guys, and and uh, when they went to interview me, I told them I, I had to wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you know, so we we ran the two hundred in twenty seventeen uh, with Valentin the Beast and uh, Kyle Wyman, Blimey. and we ran oh. the two hundred again uh, in twenty eighteen with Valentin the Beast, and we all saw how that ended. And then uh, Robertino Pietri. So Robertino Pietri actually finished on the podium last year on on one of our bikes in the Daytona 200. So uh, this year we're going to go with um, Bobby Fong. Obviously, he's, he's racing Moto America Supersport for our team. Um, and uh, we're going to go uh, with Sean Dillon Kelly, who's a former Red Bull rookie, um, 16-year-old. It's going to be his first 200. And, and uh, we have uh, another rider, French rider, named... Um, Quinn Giovanni, who's coming over uh, just for this race. Uh, we're supplying him a bike and, and some crew um, for the 200. So we'll have, uh, we'll have three bikes on the grid. And, and yeah, I mean, Daytona, man, Daytona's tough. It's, it's a tough deal. And, and it's expensive, the too. The field is looking expensive, and the field is looking so strong this year. But I think it's great, right? It's, it's going to be really close racing, I feel. And, um, I mean, the, the beautiful thing, right? You, you got all these guys talking about, okay, this guy's, you know, you got, you got Josh Hayes on the grid, which is awesome. Awesome. Um, and, and a uh, team run by his wife, by the way. So let's just, uh, yeah, his, his, well, that's the real <laughs> boss anyway, right? The boss in this household. Um, so yeah, he better, he better not disappoint the boss. Then. Um, <laughs> he, um, which, which is great, right? So you got Josh coming in, you got Kyle Wyman coming with his own program. Uh, you got uh, it looks like Essex going to be back. You know, you got so many guys. DeSalvo, we just talked to. DeSalvo, sure. yeah, you got so many super strong guys. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a very good race. And, and even last year, I mean, the Beast broke the six hundred track record there last year on his way to pole position. And so it's it's you know it's a strong race. And uh, I think it uh, just the lineup there, um, you know, not to throw it down a, a negative side, throws you know, gets rid of the whole whole argument that uh, that you know it's a, it's a it's a big club race. I mean, it's it's a, it's a serious professional motorcycle sure. race with a hundred seventy five thousand dollar purse and twenty five k paid to the winner. And, and not bad. I mean, you 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 look at things like prize fighters, right? Uh, you know, prize fighters go after prizes, so I expect the pretty big battling going on there and, and it's going to be a it's going to it's cool man it's just going to remind and kind of goes back to the to the to the days when like when the class was uh when the race was a fx or or um a, you know a dsb race the glory days of the daytona 200 when it really kicks off our <laughs> annual road racing season i mean that I is wish that's what it means yeah. to everyone it's it's kicking off this year it's time to go racing I, w- I wish it was part yeah. of the series. I really do. There's something. It's it's almost standoffish for you know from a point of view of the general public. But Chris, if you will, uh, this is a high hard one, and that's meant for you to hit it right over the plate. You ready for it? The father yeah. and son. Who's the only father and son to have ever raced and won the uh, Daytona? Uh, the Dehomo. Okay, so who are who's the other? Uh. <laughs> I, I forgot oh, about is, is Yvonne his dad and yeah. Miguel and Miguel son. so that's yeah. a pair but then the other pair would be the MDs right Don and Floyd uh yeah 
but yeah. probably didn't pay attention that much. To, yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, it's seventy-two. I, I apologize I, to my to my to my readers for not knowing. <laughs> no, I wasn't meant that to. Chunk uh, of trivia. I figured since he's a California kid too, you know, you would uh, you would uh, boy, MD. But anyway, listen, it's always good to talk to you, Chris. Will you do me a favor? Give our best to your pop, your uh, rest your family as well. Thanks for all you continue to do for our uh, race community, man. It's remarkable. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on again. And, uh, man, you know, it's, it's what the all horses do. We try to help the greater good of the sport because we love the sport. And, and uh, you know, we appreciate everybody's, everybody's help and support. There we go. Good talk with you, bud. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? All right, thank you. Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. Back after this. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Ben Evans. I'm a professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink can ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
All right, welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. This portion of our show brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing. Upload your photos to the Fly Wall now. You can share your photos, your faves, if you will, on the Fly Wall. The Fly Wall is a fun way for Fly Racing fans to share pics of their favorite fly moments in uh, the race pits or along the race courses in your life. Fly Wall, look for it on the menu in the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. Choose Post a Pick, Upload the Pick of you yourself or whatever moment and if approved your photo will appear on that famous fly wall simple easy enough to do flyracing.com all right uh, we've been talking about this uh more than just this show but perhaps it's been a bit of a focus i've been following a young man on uh, on uh, twitter uh and the various social media platforms that he participates in and uh, he's really out there in other words he's constant the message is clear the power of positivity is uh, is for real we t- we talk about it from you know our top racers the guys that win what's the difference you know you don't go into it with a bad attitude you go into it with a positive attitude that's half your race right there okay if you're if your pit crew your chief and everybody the mechanics everybody's on the same page as far as their attitude goes man you've got yourself a winning mixture right there will weinbach is our uh, our next guest will how are you i'm doing great how are you i'm good man thank you for uh accepting my invitation i know it comes out of left field because normally it's a motorcycle show but a lot of our 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 racers are also riders in other words they ride bicycles for fitness but they also uh, talk to people about the psychology of the game. And I'm talking about every sport, not just tennis in your case. And you don't limit yourself to just tennis. Uh, and, and I've had my time on America's tennis courts. Not pretty, by the way. But uh, you're a ranked tennis player, part of the USTA uh, organization as well, nationally ranked USTA tennis player. And uh, you hang out with some pretty cool people. They get it. Where did it start for you? Yeah, so it started all when I was uh, about 12 years old, from uh, Connecticut to Los Angeles, and um, you know it's it's a it's quite a you know a change, um, mm. a very different vibe in, in LA than where I was you know where I grew up, and so you know to kind of start with all the LA culture, I created a YouTube channel called Twin Talk with my twin brother Max, and on the channel we'd interview athletes and celebrities, so. Um, I was 12 years old at that point. I didn't really have too many connections or anything, so I would cold call uh, publicists and agents, wake up in the morning, um, call people on the East Coast, send emails during the day, you know, school day, everything, um, get home, call people on the West Coast, just to book these interviews. Um, ended up going on the Ryan Seacrest show, interviewing Ryan Seacrest, <laughs> um, interviewing a bunch of different um, athletes, celebrities, influencers, um, building different relationships. And then I'd always been into golf, so created a golf account called On the Green TV, where I posted all golf content, um, interviewing you know the top golfers, so Dustin Johnson, Jordan Speed, Sergio Garcia. Um, I've interviewed them all. Um, partnered with a golf coach named George Gankus to produce original content to teach people how to play golf, um, how to you know improve, provide them value, and then um, started up a tennis account called Cross Court TV. Um, sort of the same basis, posting all tennis content, and um, that's led to uh, some pretty cool places, um, especially in the tennis world, as I was able to commentate on ESPN during the 2017 U.S. Open, um, during the quarterfinals, um, have brand deals with some of the top brands in the world, 
and um, have been able to work with some top athletes to help them grow their social media. And I've been able to create some some different companies off of these different experiences and what I've learned. Isn't it interesting, though, from the beginning to today, your message has remained relatively true, and that is positive. It's, it's like when when I cruise through social media three, four, five times a day, whatever it is, I notice there's a whole lot of negativity. But the ones that stand out to me are the ones with positive messages. This is the good news, if you will, of the day. Was Were you raised that way? Because generally speaking, in the sport of wrestling, for example, another sport I cover, uh, twins are very competitive, but they're also super supportive. Oh, yeah. My brother and I, um, very, very competitive. Um, we love to always try to one-up each other. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, I know that he's going to support what I do, and I definitely support what he does. He's huge in the technology world, and he's killing it. Um, you know, writing articles for some of the top companies. So um, I'm always supporting what he does. And, um, yeah, it was really cool to start with him. And, I mean, like, as you said, positivity is huge for me. You know, I don't find any reason that you should look at the negatives. Like, you only live once, so um, going through your day, like, think positive, you know, um, build off what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have because you create that for yourself. You have created an atmosphere, and PJ, we're going to go to you in a minute, but you've created an atmosphere. Your most recent tweet as of 11 minutes ago did not mention Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, sadly, to your 800,000-plus members of your uh, Twittersphere. Tweet, is it Twittersphere? Twittersphere and Facebook fandom? I, I could not. I could not I, say. I'm on all of it. I don't understand what all the terms are. But it says, this is your most recent tweet as of now 12 minutes ago. I want to connect with as many like-minded people as possible. Here's what you're missing. You ready for it, Will? You change people. You change their attitudes by the, the questions you ask, the points you make. In other words, you turn them into like-minded people. They may not be all the way in the Weinbach camp, okay? But by the time you're done with them, do they want to be around you? They're taking your call. They're answering your tweets and your emails and your direct messages. Uh, but I think that's pretty cool because they don't even know that you've got them. But it's almost like you're fishing and you set that hook and all of a sudden they're part of that nation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, definitely. I mean, like for me, like I always believe that everybody has some value Um whether that's something that I can take advantage of now or later on, I don't know. But I also believe that I have a lot of value to provide different people. And I think that when you have that relationship where you can provide value to somebody and they can provide value to you, um, some really cool things happen. So I always like to connect with like-minded people. And especially when I have, you know, 500,000 followers on Twitter, I know that there's definitely people that I haven't had the chance to connect with thus far that I think I would make really good uh, relationship with. So, um, I had to uh, put something out there to just get a, get their attention, you know? You get their attention, and PJ, this is the part that's cool for me. Uh, as we as we were talking with uh, uh, Kyle Cunningham and Jason DeSalvo, guys that you know we respect in the world of racing, the various disciplines, of course, that they uh, compete in, but they all agreed that when you are positive going into an event, a race weekend, uh, it has a uh, an incredible effect on your ability to not only address the line, but make the race yours. Absolutely, and it's what, you know, separates true champions from 
quite frankly, all Sarans, people who can't find that, you know, winning attitude, uh, you're not going to be at the front. Mm. You're, um, I got to believe, how many tennis coaches have you had in your career? Man. Um, so I had one coach when I lived out here in Connecticut, or two coaches, um, John and Todd. And then when I went to LA, um, I just searched around for, you know, for a minute trying to find a coach. But then, um, I found a coach named Gerald Matthews was part of team G tennis and, uh, loved the program there. So I've, I've pretty much stuck with, I'm, I'm a pretty loyal person. So when I find somebody I really connect with, that I really like, and I just like, I feel they understand my tennis game and can take it to the next level. I pretty much stick with them. So, um, you know, I haven't had too many, too many coaches. My coach, my only coach I ever had in tennis is Ed. Uh, Les was a, was a good man, got caught up in some of the dark side of, uh, of life. But either way, he, uh, he's gone. What he taught me was patience and don't accept what you think is your best. Listen to what the coach says. Work on what he's telling you to, you know, perhaps a weakness in your game. Uh, and I think that travels across sport. Would you agree with that, Will? No, 100%. Yeah. Will Weinbach, our guest. Look for him on social. Go to willweinbach.com as well. You can connect with him. It's a very easy website to get through, but it's also very well put together, very professional. Uh, that's something that's it's key to me to, to keep your eyes open. Uh, you're listening to Pit Pass Radio, part of the Evergreen Podcast System uh, across the country, 52 countries now, actually, and uh, on iHeartMedia as well. Well, if you were coaching or at least talking to a group of kids, um, and again, this is cross-sport, okay? So if you're talking to a group of kids, uh, maybe they're sixth or seventh graders, what are you trying to communicate most to them uh, in your first touch with these guys? When I was in sixth or seventh grade, I think the thing that you know confused me the most, like with the information I was receiving, was people told me that I just start focusing on one sport to try to become the best at that particular thing. But I'm completely against that. I think that when you're, you know, that age, you should try to do as many things as possible. Um, try to figure out, you know, what you love, you know, continue to develop um, in, you know, all different areas, and then um, just focus on what you love to do, because again, like, if you're doing what you love, then I think that that means success, and I know that a lot of people are searching for that, so um, if you're that age, my best advice for you would just be to um, continue doing a lot of things, have fun. Uh, If it becomes work and it's no longer fun for you, then take a break and then come back to it. That's it what is. I had to do with tennis. That's it. Um, I burned out when I was, I think, 11. So then I didn't play for two or three years after we moved to L.A. That's um, crazy. But, yeah, but now I love it again. And, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's my best advice. <laughs> if, if you think about it, though, um, the greatest of all time in motorcycle racing anyway, uh, in dirt biking, was uh, Ricky Carmichael. And he fell out of love the harder his mother made him practice, you know, hit the same corner the same way each and every time, hours upon hours, ended up hating the sport that he grew up loving. And that's why he did it. And then all of a sudden it was a business. And uh, perhaps we as parents need to take a step back and remember why they got into it and we encouraged them. As a matter of fact, some of us said, okay, 
You know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go around and do tennis camps. We're going to, you know, put you in tennis tournaments. When I was young, we had something called the Virginia Slims Tennis Tournament. It's a traveling tournament, and they actually had a couple Des Moines, Iowa stops back then uh, where we closed down part of a parking lot at uh, Southridge Mall, for example. And they put they paint in tennis courts, bring in the stands. And, and you know, some of the also-rans, not necessarily the top five players in the world would compete. But I do remember that tennis had fallen on what we call a hard time. And then all of a sudden came along somebody named Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. And it was a battle of the sexes. It was the early 70s. And ABC bit into the apple big time. And they put Billie Jean and Bobby Riggs on television live from Las Vegas, if I recall. And uh, Bobby treated it as a joke. And Billie treated him as a joke and guess what it was billy jean king who came out on top in that uh, rather momentous occasion who do you look up to there's jimmy connors from my youth who married a tremendous uh, tremendous gal in barbie benton uh <laughs> wow she was so pretty and then also and, and talented i might add great mother but uh, uh you know you have guys like that and then you have a guy that like john McEnroe. Okay, who I've been at Madison Square Garden with, dude's a bit of a hothead and opinionated at that. Man, yeah, I look up to um to Roger Federer. Oof. You know, not as uh not as old, but um, I mean, I just think that he's so amazing on and off the court. Yeah, that's so important when you're looking for a role model. Like, um, I haven't had the chance to meet him. Um, for before, real? But um, I mean, I've been in you know the same. You know, same areas as him, um, but you know, I'm not one to go up and like bother somebody because I know how how many people you know approach him and all sure. that. So, you know, when it happens, it happens. But um, yeah, no, he's definitely my role model. Um, gracious on the court, yeah, um, great guy off the court as well, and um, yeah, I really look up to him for those those two reasons. I think that's so important. It's real that way. Super focused and uh, an incredible talent. Mm. Mm. All right, so twin. Are there any other kids? I don't know this. Are there other kids in your family? I have a uh, twin brother. Yep. No, no. I I know about the. There's, there's uh, only two guys, right? You and your brother. Yep. Okay. I just want to make sure you sound like there's other twins. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, I, in wrestling. There's a lot of twins, but. Uh, I don't know about tennis. I guess I've never focused on that. Well, it's good to talk to you. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put you to the test. Are you ready? It's a social media juggernaut. I want you to, if you would, agree to do this, and we'll have you back, especially for the results. Here we go. Ask people to follow me for positive news and positive results from whatever world of sports. It doesn't matter. But have them follow me on Twitter. I'd like to see how that jumps. Your 800,000 strong that follow you and hang on every word are doing so for a reason, because you are an influencer. You are a true blue athlete that gets it. And deep down inside, dude, you are an entrepreneur. I know one when I see one, and baby, I'm looking at you right now. It's, it's <laughs> the best. You. It's the best. we got to have you back on, though, and uh, see if we can't get you. If you're spending any more time in so SoCal, we'll get you a ride out there and uh, get you some uh, professional uh, uh, two-wheel training. How about that? Yeah, you know, I just got my license uh, a couple months back, so. Yeah, you know, I like to. You know, I like to go fast. You know, don't tell anyone I said that. But, now, uh, Fila and Wilson won't have any problem with us doing that, will they? 
Yeah, I'm sure sponsors <laughs> love that oh. sort of thing. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us. Again, folks, it's willweinbach.com. Look for his uh, tweets on Twitter as soon as we uh, hang up from him, because i got to believe, at Scott Casper. Okay. Anyway, Will, thank you. Best to your family. You too. God bless you. That's a nice young man doing it right. For all the right reasons, I might add, Will Weinbach has been our guest. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast System. For Tony Wink, PJ Duran, and uh, our in-studio producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our contributors, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, I'm Scott Casper speaking. Have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.